surrounded. He woke. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports on this Garrison Financial Friday. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Scott is in the house. We'll pick his brain on a bunch of different topics here off the top of the show. Of course, with the U.S. Open as well. What an incredible day at L.A. Country Club for the uh, Bob Hope, uh, I mean the U.S. Open yesterday. Yikes. Wonder how that. Uh, I wonder how the membership's feeling at OLA Country Club this morning after what happened. Their golf course just getting ripped apart. We'll talk about that. Uh, is it just circumstance or is it that easy? Do you like it? All kinds of U.S. Open questions uh, coming up. And of course, it's Father's Day weekend as well. We'll see what these guys have for their Father's Day plans, or if there's any kind of traditions uh, that they go through. Uh, on this weekend. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Gifts, calls, shoots to text. Talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV, and, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast is available each and every place you can find a podcast. So if you miss one of the shows entirely, you can go back and check us out uh, there where you find your favorite podcast. Good morning, fellas. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. Scotty, Scott, how are you this morning? Great. Doing great. Yeah. Jared. Yes. What's up? Did anybody get to buy anything last night yeah, at the auction before the minutes, weather hit? For 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. You know, it was, raised a, some money. it was kind of a surreal... Uh, listening experience Yeah, when it went from Nathan talking about tornado warnings in Beckham County, and as soon as he got done with his report, it was, well, and Lake Carpenter was on there trying, yeah. to, trying to sell you something. Right. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, we kind of, I think we made the right decision. Right about there was about, when it was over. I was like, look, and, and I'm looking around the room, nobody's paying attention to the auction. Everybody's on their phones looking so at their radars. that's why my bid didn't go through. You got Did ripped it, off. Really? No. You got oh. ripped off. I thought we were pretty <laughs> astute with that. But I then we said, okay, let's. So to bring everybody up to speed, we got 30 minutes in. Of course, all that storm activity came through. And at one point, you're looking at a radar, and there's like three active tornado warnings all barreling down for Elk City. We called the fire department. They said, you got till 8.06. They were pretty sp- sp- uh, specific. Yeah. 8.06. So I said, okay, we got to make a decision here. So at. 7.30, we suspended it. We got out of there. Um, so we will, for those uh, wondering what now, we will start an hour early. We won't start at 7 o'clock. We'll start at 6 o'clock tonight, and we'll go all the way to 9 o'clock, and we'll just pick up where we left off, and we'll get everything auctioned off. Okay, so 6 o'clock. Facebook, And uh, You know, bids were coming in. Yeah, uh, you can call in. uh Two two five nine six nine six. Text in two two five nine six nine seven, or you can comment on the Rotary's Facebook Live video. We got everyone monitoring all of those, 
and uh, get bids were coming in. And man, it's just the signs of the times. The ring, the phones were not ringing, but all the bids yeah. were coming in via text <laughs> and comments. Oh yeah. So we were getting bids. Just it sounds cool on air when you hear the radios ringing like a like a telethon thing, but. There are some cool items, and I was ashamed because we can bid on items as Rotarians up until two minutes left, and we just got to hope that our bid sticks. Um, and there was a – last night – I know tonight there will be two, but last night – and I missed out because I'm, I'm scrambling about the weather trying to figure out. I'm on the phone with Drew here in studio trying to coordinate what's going to happen. And there were two lower-level Thunder tickets, okay, two for, for a game to be determined, two of them, lower level. They valued about 180 they went for 70 bucks last night. Oh, for both of them combined? Mm -hmm. What a tough break. Yeah. But there's another pair tonight that I'm gunning for. Yeah, guess what? They ain't going to go yeah, for 70 bucks. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> the, the PBR tickets uh -huh. that valued at 800 there's four of them. PBR, I'm going to guess these are yeah, front row primo be. seats from the our friends at the Bank of Western Oklahoma. I think the Heralds uh, hooked us up on this one. I, I now that's still on the on the chart. It's still on for bid because we call those big ticket items, so they're up all night. Oh yeah, um, eight hundred dollar value. When I last saw it, it was at two fifty. So you you still got a chance to really save a lot of money on those primo seats. There are a lot of really cool sports. Or you can bid there. over eight hundred dollars, and it's gonna it's gonna go to charity. There you and you're go. Write it off all donated stuff. All of this hundred percent goes to. Uh, the Rotary Club and, and sell their project. I was going to say, hang on a minute. Come on, man. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> my, phone, <laughs> hey. my phone is getting text messages. Uh, Jared's just been kicked out of Rotary. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Good luck getting on the air, though. <laughs> I don't know why. It's something about trying to sell our stuff cheap. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, yeah. I mean, drive up interest. So 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. 6 o'clock tonight. That ended up. Um, I know tonight we'll see a lot of golf stuff. We got we got yeah, rounds of golf. Should have been watching. I was cart. all excited to go home. Melissa had dinner plan. She she cooked an awesome dinner, and I was going to watch golf. Yeah, I mean you don't get to go home and watch the I U.S. Know. Open at six o'clock in the evening very yeah. often, and yeah. then I get to watch. <laughs> did uh, Mike you see Morgan, my, did you see my well? <laughs> the, the prediction of DVDs falling out of the sky. Last yeah. night I put up a post. I said, you know, I'm not sure that that when God told us that He knew every hair on our head, if He knew just how unimpressive <laughs> that would be when we when it went to David Payne. <laughs> 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 you know, it was funny because there comes a time when you just poor, shave it off. Poor David, you just shave it off. Not enough there to coming over, is there? I'm getting pretty close. This, this, <laughs> poor this, David, this <laughs> subject is hitting a little too close for home for me. <laughs> Attacking tornado pain over here well, because of his hair. I, I did Can't see even a couple. I saw a couple of people who were like, "Oh, he doesn't even have a pinstripe suit on tonight. He's not overly worried about He's what's not going too, on." He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least in the metro. Well, Damon Lane. I mean, there's the new description of a hail size DVD. Man, people ran with that DVD-sized yeah. hail. Yeah, do you see from uh, down there in Sanger, Texas, five and a half inches? That's exactly wow. what it looked like a I, DVD. I got some pictures wow. from uh, from the Altus area. I, I guess I didn't feel. Yeah, Blair had a big giant. No, yeah, I saw one from I, Blair. Big I old. saw someone. I'll, I'll show you. I mean, palming it. It looked like a softball. Mm -hmm. It was big. Yeah, what happened to softball-sized hail? I mean, I don't get it. That's always been a thing. It's always Softball, been, it's grapefruit. Always been, yeah. yeah. Well, you got golf yeah. ball, you got baseball. DVD. Just coming up with new stuff. Well, I mean, Blu-ray. Why not Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. I mean, who There's knows kids, what a DVD kids is? Kids don't even know what a DVD is. <laughs> yeah. I went and bought one. It's though. like saying I went, a CD. I bought a, I bought a Blu-ray. I bought the Super Mario movie. Brought it home to the kids. They're like, what is that? Can we just stream it, Dad? <laughs> they had no clue what it was. Like, look, you physically hold the movie. Do you really? They, they didn't care. So, Father's Day. 
Are you going to uh, – are you signed up for the marathon out there tomorrow morning? I'm not. God, I'm my not either. My son is uh, – my my son, he's still recovering. He 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 wants to go quick, um, and and last year, <laughs> last year did him in. So those guys that are that are gonna play have fun. Did you see Damon Butcher yeah, playing with four kids? <laughs> yeah, that guy's gonna play. <laughs> he's gonna play more golf tomorrow than he's played in the last <laughs> month. <laughs> I do think. I do think they've modified the rules for folks like poor Damon, where he doesn't literally have to hit a shot for every kid. Oh, my god! So if he hits, like, one good drive, yeah. if he hits the drive, then they all get to play from there. And then I think if he hits a good second shot, it counts for everybody, too. So at least he does, he's not scrambling. I mean, think about that. Oh, man. Going from left side to right side to, you know, oh, hang on a minute. Hit. Yeah. And then, of course, if, yeah. you, if you're all in the same place and that first one, okay, this one's for so-and-so. And you stiff it, and then the next one goes in the bar. Have kids mad at you? <laughs> yeah, eighty-two teams. Yeah, no. Sam and I'll go play Sunday afternoon. Eight track size hail. That's what we just got. Eight on. track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what were your thoughts on the schedule release? <sighs> SEC two thousand twenty-four. Uh, for for what you saw for Oklahoma, as as we were talking before we went on the air, it's going to be kind of strange going from such a weak conference this year and i'm not trying to be i mean it is what it is cincinnati lost all their players they lost their coach they're not going to be any good this year they might end up building a a great program up there and it might be because of the big 12 but our schedule this year you look at ou schedule this year and if it weren't yeah, if it weren't for the name the Big 12 Conference, you would think that we were playing in the American Athletic Conference or something like that. And then we're going to go into – wow. Yeah. Talk about firing them out right there. Looks like the the AFC East. <laughs> so we were talking yesterday when we saw it. It, it, almost, <clears throat> it almost feels like a, a schedule of bowl games. Yeah, because it's a bunch of teams that that Oklahoma hasn't played in the regular season. I think we went through it. Uh, the Mississippi schools haven't we haven't played them in the regular season. LSU hadn't been hadn't played them in the regular season. South Carolina hasn't been a regular season. You know, so it's, yeah. it's incredible. I've never met the like, matchup. Yeah, yeah, all these all these games that you're going to see, and it and it comes off the heels of like you said. Yeah, it's it's great for the Big Twelve moving forward. They're able to add some teams. I think there's probably some other coming. But man, no offense, but when you look at four games this year inside the conference in Norman, Iowa State, UCF, West Virginia, and TCU, and then you fast forward a year and you're talking about Alabama, Tennessee, and South Carolina, one of those things ain't like the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, do you want to go to uh, beautiful downtown Cincinnati, Ohio, or do you want to go to Old Miss? It's not even close. <laughs> Especially if that's like in November. Oxford, Mississippi. Oxford, Mississippi yeah. versus Cincinnati, Ohio. No offense to the Cincinnati skyline chili, but I think I'd rather have some Mississippi barbecue. I, amen. <clears throat> amen. So economic <laughs> impact. Uh, I was reading a story about this as far as the home games in Norman. Do you have any idea what the economic impact is of a home game 
in Norman, Oklahoma right I, now. I think it's about $5 million. It's more than that. It's so, actually 11, 11 million. No, I, I think want, it's the difference yeah. The difference between a morning game See, and an and a evening okay. game was $5 million. I was trying to find that number. Okay, so it's like so it's like eleven versus six. Yeah. So at eleven a.m. game, six million. A night game is, ele- is I think eleven. That's million. what it is. I was looking for that number because that's what I was going to put into this. Yeah. You have any idea what the just a random guess of what a game in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the economic impact is there? Oh man. Well, if it's eleven million for Norman, I mean, let's be honest, we have a really loyal fan base and a really big stadium. Um. It can't be more than 12. 30. I about said 20 million. Are you kidding me? 30 million dollars in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And here's what's crazy. When you compare the size of the of the of the cities, Norman's bigger than Tuscaloosa, yeah. Alabama. 128k versus 99k. And they generate 20 million more in the game day experience. Now, what is that attributed to? Well, I mean, everybody everybody knows that OU's been terrible is a terrible tailgate town i mean it is it is there's first of all there's nowhere to tailgate or no nowhere opened up to tailgate yeah which that was something that the president mentioned yesterday or or wednesday i guess no it was yesterday and and looking at that and you know if we're going to be in the sec we kind of need to act like the sec so that's that's actually a good thing to hear hear. so there i mean Something that I didn't think of in, in reading a couple of different articles this morning, and it was comparing uh, kind of what, what happened at A&M. An additional ten to 15,000 students were generated at Texas A&M hmm. after leaving the Big 12 and going to the SEC. Isn't that interesting? Wow, at A&M. At A&M. Yeah, they, they added between, between ten and 15,000 students in 2012. When they left, wow. it went to the SEC. I didn't know that they had enough cups for their cult <laughs> down there to <laughs> milk crates and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I did a... hear you guys just ripped them. The other day. <laughs> so, but but to your point though, when when you think about that extra amount of students, the tailgating, I mean, you can see where that all starts yeah. to build. Yeah, I can't remember. I saw Alabama between. 2000 and 2010 so before they started winning championships again in 2010 they outgrew every other college in the country by i mean it was it was double digit percentages i don't want to throw out a number because i i like to know my numbers weird but (laughs) they outgrew it was astronomical how much the campus outgrew everybody else and you know, let's be honest, when kids are going to college and, and forking over dollars for uh, classes that they don't even need just because it makes the campus more money, um, makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a ton of students. I, I wonder with that A&M number, how, many, how much that evens out now that Texas and Oklahoma, because you, you have to think there was DFW kids that maybe just went to College Station because of the SEC experience of going, so, you know, yeah, uh, you know, hey, yeah, let's go, let's true. go here, let's go there. That now some of those will start filtering either to Norman or Austin. But uh, I bet, I bet Austin's a little irritated. Even I mean, I'm sure they're happy with their schedule, but I bet they're a little irritable that they didn't get Arkansas or A and M at home this year. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I'm. 
I'm so glad that 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 the A and M game is in College Station. Yeah, I am too. Because I think the atmosphere around that game will be better there than it would have been in Austin. Yeah, it will be. It so, will be. oh, and Texas going to Arkansas. Oh, yeah. That's going to be big. That's going to be big time. So we we've talked all week, um, knowing that that was coming. For you, what are the places that you specifically want to visit? Well, your man opened his mouth, so I'm taking Jared to LSU. He's going with me. Oh, He's standing go. next to me. Oh, let's go. He is standing next to me. You're going to have to work out a little bit before we go. I'm going to have to put some pounds on. I got you. I am going to have to start writing the eulogy as we speak. He was a good girl, Dad. Softball coach, newsman. Yeah. Taken down by whiskey and corn dogs. <laughs> Cajuns. No, I am. I'm going. I'm going to LSU. I, I'm wearing crimson and cream. I might get one of those god-awful, horrible suits that you see some of the <laughs> – you know, like back in the 80s, that was like a thing that a lot of the big alums would wear the suits head-to-toe crimson. Yeah. I might get one. Like the just, Joe C. I can just see that just red blazer. Just wear it to yeah. LSU. Okay, so yeah, LSU. Yeah, so no, yeah, gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go. I am. No, I really want to go to Oxford. Nah, That's gonna be pretty awesome. And, and then yeah, of course. Well, you know, I've always wanted to go to Tennessee. I mean, when mm-hmm. we played Tennessee, what was that? Five years ago? Six yeah, years ago? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was. We are actually had plans, and and then uh, Cliff and Jesse were expecting their, their first child. So thanks, Jesse Price, for screwing that up. Because we had plans, we were going to take the Shelbys and oh, very drive nice. to Tennessee. Yeah, driving through the mountains yeah, would have been great. That one's way up there for me. And then, oh, let's have a kid. I, I mean, should we just blame Jesse here? I think Cliff well, deserves a little I bit of it. I guess so. Yeah, I you got to be so. thinking. You got to be thinking out ahead here. <laughs> Who are you looking forward to seeing in Norman? <sighs> Who am I looking forward to seeing in Norman? The you might have just given the answer, but go ahead. I I don't know. Yeah, like LSU is going to be fun. But think about this: just for the first round here, twenty twenty four. Yeah, of the three that are coming, I was at the greatest ending to a, any college football game in the history of college football, which was Ronaldo Works, <laughs> yes, beating Alabama almost by himself, um, and those Alabama fans were distraught. And uh, I think I look forward to Alabama coming in and might have to mention to them that I was there. <laughs> a little bit I different happened. animal coming yeah. in now than it was <laughs> in 2002. I might mention this to you they true. were at the Orange Bowl last time, too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We could mention that we were at the Sugar Bowl. I wonder about it. Yeah. I, what do you think the reaction is going to be from the OU fans with uh, Josh Heupel coming back? I, th- uh, I think that without a doubt they'll welcome him welcome him in i think it'll be a, a friendly welcome yeah how do you feel about uh, the reaction from josh heupel coming back to norman i think that if he wins that game he's going to be a very happy man <laughs> i think it would make his season yeah hey i'll be honest i i think i was saying that i was ready for a change when uh mm-hmm. when we told him to go to but i mean let's be honest the offense was looking pretty anemic his last year in norman yeah, you wonder how the course of everything changes if he has one more chance, and that chance ends up being with Baker Mayfield. That's true. Instead of Cody Thomas and 
with the rest of them. That's that, true. That happened in 2014. Yeah, that are falling out of trucks. And... <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of that stuff going on. Um, man, what you got going on uh, for hey, the weekend whoa, whoa, down whoa, there? Whoa, what what whoa, else whoa. you got? What? Whoa, men's Uh-oh. national team. Yeah, U.S. men's national team. And I tried to get what past it. What do you mean it? you forget? <laughs> I tried a to get past it. A 3-0 win over Mexico? I tried to get past it. Golly, this is big time. That's big time stuff. How? Let me ask you this, Mr. Soccer Guy. How do you create a committee to figure out a new coach and then just hire the same one that you created the committee to figure out a new coach for? I'll have to do some digging, <laughs> but it sounds like maybe he's not guilty. That was the last report sounds I saw. Sounds to me like maybe maybe the woman was crying wolf in in a at, I mean let's be honest at a perfect timing for her to cry wolf and and get all of the attention and and pro- probably some you know some tv interviews that paid her and things like that i don't know i don't know i'd say there's a hundred percent chance that that's correct if they agreed to bring him back they they agreed the way to, that that yeah, happened yeah he look pretty stupid if not mm-hmm. you'd have to have some pretty good evidence that he's innocent i would think so so yeah. but the team itself i mean i think last night was one of those games matches excuse me matches that's what you want to see right Pulisic's supposed hey. to be that dude yeah well and Balogun the new guy that, mm-hmm. that just came in is going to be a superstar he 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 could end up being an absolute superstar um now whether or not his belonging in on the U.S. national team as opposed to England or or uh I can't remember which African country but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, when was the last time you saw overhand right in baseball? Huh? Right to the jaw. I'm going to tell you, okay, next time the U.S. plays Mexico, you guys, if if you're trying to figure out if you're going to be a soccer fan or not, watch that. Because it will be hot. It will, tempers will be flying all over the field and... And it'll be pretty ugly. And don't we really, 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 really hope it's at Stadia Azteca to ramp it up even that much that'd more? Be, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome. They might actually be throwing bags of poo out there instead of just bags of pee. Yeah, it might get pretty bad. <laughs> so hey, who's your dark horse now? After the first round's over, we both. Yeah, listen, we both. Our, both of our dark horses yeah. was Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he's looking pretty fantastic. I will say this. If I am everybody else, after watching um, the way that Scheffler putted, yeah, I'm scared to death. Even though, but but I would put Scheffler as the favorite. But if I, could, I had this question with 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 who we picked, if I could change one, and I had I mentioned him as like the second, the, like the next to the last guy I was thinking about. But it does, in my opinion, right now, feel like. This is tailor made to be Xander Shoffley's U.S. Open. Yeah, it does. He's a California dude. He's killing it. He is. He's top five in the U.S. Open, like five out of the last seven years. It just feels like it's his. Watch Finau. I think Finau is going to make a run. You know what I'm certain of? Come Saturday night, everyone will be talking about how Rory McIlroy is going to finally win another major, and he won't. Oh, don't. Dude, yeah, I'm pretty don't, certain that's going to happen. Nobody start talking like that. If you want him to, don't start talking. I <laughs> See, I, I'm in this pool every every major, and you pick certain guys from the top 
16 and then a bunch of other guys. And I picked Rory McIlroy and Xander Shopley every time. <laughs> every time. And then this time, I had already made my mind up that I was picking Kepka and I'm, I was picking Schoff, or, uh, Scheffler, no matter who was with him in those groups. I don't mind the Scheffler one, but man, I would love to have Shoffley over Brooks Kepka right about now. Yeah. Although, I'd say so. Brooks played terrible in the first round at the uh, PGA and then turned it on yeah, from, he from did. there. Yep. Yeah, so, he did. So I just see. I hope that the course I, I I don't mind if eight under's the winner, but I hope they don't just continue to bludgeon this thing. I know. And it ends up, you know, fifteen, eighteen. Yeah. They, I hope that they, doesn't happen. They were saying some they were saying get ready for some really nasty pin placements today. So But here's we'll the see. problem with that. That's all well and good. But if it doesn't dry out I mean, if if it's they're still soft, it doesn't matter where you yeah. put the pin. Yeah, on a lot of those for Especially those guys. Especially in the morning. Yes, and you know the it, it's funny because the cool as cool as it is to watch at night, and it is awesome to watch at night. Like nine o'clock, we're still getting U.S. Open golf. Yeah, but there's there's a term that that you have to pay attention to, and and this is a big part of why it was so easy yesterday. The marine layer. Yeah, the marine layer needs to burn off way sooner and get. And get uh, sunny. It's not going to be windy. It's L.A. No. We know the wind's yeah. not going to blow a ton, but at least getting the getting some of that softness out of those greens would make yep. it a lot more fun. Make it a lot more U.S. Open-y. Because right now, it's Bob Hopey, and we don't <laughs> want to. What's going on down at Garrison Finance? Working with people, helping people, uh, helping this market uh, through the madness. Um, for some people, that sometimes that means just not being in the market and finding some alternatives that can that can produce. Uh, without having some of the this is a i mean this is an impopular answer but with what happened this week president and also the leading party that's against the president now i mean that more flux um you know he kind of keeps trying to get me going on this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, keeps trying to get me to weigh in uh, as far as the, the volatility i don't honestly the market it has ignored it this week okay um, I think that it's I th- the market is kind of like common sense people, and it goes okay. Well, how how long are you guys just going to try to keep going after this guy? Okay, yeah, it has. It it's has. kind of already self corrected at this point. <laughs> Something like, crazy. It's happen. like oh wow, they they indicted Trump again. Who th- okay. so? Yeah. So nothing <laughs> nothing to be totally worried about there at yep. the moment. Yeah. All right, Scott at SoonerWealth.com, one twenty four North Main Street. Have Come a wonderful. Us. Father's Day. You do the same. All you right. do the same. That is Scott Garrison. Financial. Full financial planning down there. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Shoot him an email. Go visit him. 124 North Main right here in Elk City. We'll continue the U.S. Open Talk when we come back. It's Skinny on Sports. 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my 
my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports and FM, the sports animal. It is a Garrison Financial Friday. We always enjoy visiting with Scott on that first segment. Man, he can do it all. Full financial planning uh, for you. He shops the open market, bring you the best value on life insurance and your investments. He can manage your investments. He can manage everything. Or if you want to kind of do it, but you don't know how to get started as far as uh, you know, playing uh, with, with, with the market and, and studying it and watching it he can charge you hourly and, and he'll build you a plan that's in that then you can manage you want to do that scott at soonerwealth.com 124 north main street is the location of garrison financial all right jared what were your thoughts uh, as far as the u.s open yesterday first round out at la country club a first round really like uh, of which that we have not have never seen uh, to my recollection, I mean, obviously, 62s have never been on the scoreboard at the end of a U.S. Open round, and it happened twice. Yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, what were your what were your thoughts on the way the, the first round of the U.S. Open went yesterday? Well, I was happy for Ricky, for, for Fowler, because of his ebbs and flows of his career, and it looked like he was just going to go away, and, and that was it for – not it, but as far as playing at a high major level and so to see him do that that was cool I mean and I hope that continues and I hope he's still in the conversation by the end of this weekend and then the other big names that are up there I mentioned Shoffle and, and DJ's right there there's Rory too so I, I'm I was I'm happy that some of the big names and I think some of the big names who are and we'll talk about that too um maybe didn't have a good day yesterday by their standards but I think can make a run at it you kind of Hinted at a guy I think that can. Uh, so, um, and then it, it was a little shocking to see how low the score was based on everything you said about uh, L.A. Country Club. Uh, you know, but everything I was hearing and in, in just, you know, forgive me for not watching a lot because I was in and out preparing for this auction. But hearing about the, the course conditions, uh, dealing with a lot of rain the night before and it didn't really dry up and that might have played into why it wasn't as tough as what we thought it would be, especially the greens. I don't think that lasts. I really don't. I think um, I think the course conditions will get harder. Pin placement will be a big factor in that too. And I think the scores will just kind of balance themselves out as far as uh, you know, extremely low scores compared to what we want to see. So, But yesterday was a, it was a fine way to start it, in my opinion. They ripped up the course all you want. Uh, fine. Uh, you know, to uh, golf experts like yourself, I mean, that's that's fine. But I, I, I think it will all balance out. And I think we're on our way to having some of these big names in golf in contention for this thing on Sunday. So I'm really excited for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I might have hinted what I'm going to do on Father's Day <laughs> is watch a lot of this. You know, that's that's the part that it's hard to criticize the golf course because, man, you look at the, the leaderboard and in the top 13, 
which uh, three unders tied seventh, and there's six of those guys, or seven of those guys. So it goes clear down to the top 13. You're talking about Scheffler, DeChambeau, uh, Rory, DJ, Shoffley, Fowler. Man, that is one heck of a leaderboard. One heck of a leaderboard. And you got some guys, those those up-and-coming guys that – Yeah, Sam uh, Bennett. Uh, uh, how, how about Kim, him, man? Uh, Max Homa, those guys like yeah, that. Yeah, Homa's down you know? at two under. You know, that the, the leaderboard that it that is has brought on is an incredible one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wyndon Clark is a guy that's played fantastic all year, and he did again yesterday, six under, tied third. Um you know, uh, Harris English is one that's been coming uh, after he had some injuries and stuff. He's been kind of turning around. You mentioned Siwoo, Siwoo Kim. Uh, Finau is down at two under. Homa is down at two under. And then at one unders, there's a bunch Did of you dudes. You mentioned Neiman. I, I've always. Joaquin Neiman. Wa- yeah. yeah. But I mean, look at one unders Phil, Cam Smith, Sam Burns, yeah. uh, Victor, John Rahm. Uh, there's in the top 25 of this thing, you have a whole bunch of guys that you're going to want to see play. And so it's it's going to be interesting what they do today. Uh, Scott on the text line, exactly right. I overcorrect and ruin it. You know, the, it just may be one of those where the, the weather is the weather. What I'm hoping for after today is when we see the, what it looks like on Saturday and when you can sit down and watch golf all weekend and you know a guy. Like there's going to be a superstar at every shot. Is that make, Or not superstar, but a big name like at every shot. Yeah, and, It's not and, go, well, who's this guy? How did he, you know, it's – in a, in a, it, right now, just looking at the cut line, I know it's way early. They haven't even teed off today, have they? Yeah, Maybe cut three have, of them have, yeah. three or four. So it's way early, but I want to see what that looks like after the cut. Those big-name guys there, and that makes for great entertainment for me, just as a, a novice fan, just to watch and go, I know that guy. Oh, look at that shot from DJ there. Ooh, here comes Fowler. How's he look? After you know, you could sit down and watch eight hours of that and not have to turn your TV. Yeah, the last ten groups or so, uh, what it looks like it could be tomorrow. I think you're going to get the, at least one guy that you know in a, in a yeah. pairing. I mean, sure, you could get Paul Barjon and Alejandro Del Rey, <laughs> but you could get hopefully when, not at the top, right? <laughs> but, but you could. You get, can also get Ricky and Xander. Yeah, you can also get DJ and Rory. Exactly. Scotty and Bryson. Uh, there, there's a lot of big names. And so that's where, as much as I want to just hammer the golf course for giving up the rounds that it gave up, it also brought the cream to the top, right? I mean, it's got a heck of a leaderboard building here after round one. And, and another thing, I mean, so when Ricky Fowler teed off, he was the 47,366 to play in the U.S. And he became the first to ever shoot 62. I mean, so are, are we – that's kind of an anomaly, I would think, to, to get that deep. Um, that's courtesy of Justin Ray at the Golf Channel, which who's – I mean, he comes up with the most amazing stats you could ever <laughs> think of. Uh, but then it happened again 20 minutes later. That's what's nuts about it. I think – Right, you were going crazy two, about Ricky when I was going yes. back and forth, and then I look and I was like, wait a minute. Shoffley's in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think that maybe that's why people just – kind of were so alarmed that yeah it's, it's one thing for a, for one guy to just do something that we've never seen before like ricky did it's a totally another for it to happen again in the two groups later yeah so uh, i think it's i honestly don't have any idea what the winning score is going to be i hope it's not like 15 under because that takes away but when you look at what ricky did just i mean obviously shoffley did it too but Ricky made 10 birdies. No one's ever done that in the U.S. Open. 
in one round ever. It's the most ever. And I heard Andy North talking with Scott Van Pelt last night on on the Sports Center. Andy North won this tournament twice back in the 70s. Yeah. He said in one of those weeks, one of his wins, he made nine birdies for the tournament. And Ricky made 10 in a round. You know, so it's wow. it's one of those things that just kind of happened, right? And and hopefully the the conditions get firmer, get faster. And and we see more of a US Open. See this thing to having the teeth that that people thought it might have. It, I think it was always going to be a chance at this just because the fairways are so much wider. Now, some of the guys will tell you that they're not. DeChambeau is adamant that the, the fairways aren't that wide because of the slopes and the speeds of the fairways that will get you into the rough. But it, it, it's hard to sell that point after mm-hmm. what we saw yesterday. Um, and, you know, the one time that Ricky did get in trouble, he's down there by that having to hit it around a tree and over a bridge, and he birdied that hole, which even even makes it more like, golly, are you kidding Sometimes me? Sometimes it's just on. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just it your is. day. You know, we've all had those rounds like, man, I can't miss. I'm 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 doing good. So, so yeah. I, I but I I hope Ricky, I hope he continues this. Let's I really see. do. It, it makes for a great story. I you if, know obviously for the local reasons because he's an OSU guy and and even us OU fans are pulling for him. But I, I think it just makes for a great story where he was playing at a high level, kind of stepped back, made some changes from what I read in his swing and his approach and. And it's paying off, obviously. And I think he's trying to get back to, you know, in that conversation of being a, a top 25 golfer. And maybe after this weekend, he can vault his way up there. Yeah. Uh, a big reason why we, we both picked him as our dark horse outside the top 25. He was uh, 11 of 13 events this year, was in the top 20. So it, this was trending. I don't know if anybody saw 62 coming <laughs> necessarily. But this was he has been trending in the right direction. And I think something that he that he mentioned yesterday that's a big part of why maybe this is happening. He talked about not really working on it. That was the that him and he went to Butch Harmon now that now his instructor, and they've kind of made the changes. And now he's not really working on anything. He's working on winning. There you go. And so I think one of the secrets to to what happened to him in that lull was that he was working so hard on changing his golf swing. He's always been a fantastic putter. And you started to see that putting really go south. Now that he's not so worried about playing golf swing and just playing golf, he can dedicate the time to get the putter rolling. You now he cut this his putter down just a little for this tournament, and it looked fantastic yesterday. So, I, I mean, if I could pick the winner, like if you, if you just said, okay, who do you want to win? I would pick Ricky Fowler to win this golf tournament. I think it would just be one heck of a story. It's something that should have already happened um, with the way that he's performed throughout his career. 2014, he was top five in every single major. Uh, Not many guys have done that, and nobody has done it and not won a major in their career. I think it's like Spieth, Tiger, and Jack. They've all, you know what I'm saying? That's the only people that are on that list with Ricky Fowler. And so, you know, the local ties OSU obviously are there, um, but – he looks good. Uh, just avoid, you know, even when he was at the top of his game, he kind of had a tendency to not even not let bogeys happen, let doubles or triples happen, and then you lose by a shot, and you go, God, if I could have just, you know, minimized the damage on that one poor swing, 
I win that golf tournament. So we'll see if, if any of that creeps up. Uh, but he, he's going to have to dodge all the bullets from some of the top players in the game. And I don't know if he can. It just, man, for me, it's Xander right now. I, obviously, he's tied for the lead. But his performances in the U.S. Opens uh, over the past handful of years and being a West Coast guy, it man, it just feels like this is his time, too, because he's never won one either. Yeah. Does it bother you? Let's say if it does end up 15 under wins us, does that bother you? Honestly, no. I know it bothers a lot, but it it, it doesn't really bother me. I just want to see – I don't care – maybe I should care what the score is. I just want to see competitive golf on a Sunday. Coming down to the last three holes, it's down to like two guys. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't care what the score is. I just want to know, okay, this guy's leading by one. Or, you know – but I, we're different when it comes to that. I know you. It, it comes for the purity of the game. I, I, I suspect it would bother you immensely. It's one thing, like like you think back to two thousand at Pebble when Tiger ended up twelve under. Well, everybody else was over par. <laughs> it's you know what I'm saying. Like, sure. Yeah. So it, it, if it's you know if if somebody just runs away with this thing. And ends up winning by six or seven shots or whatever it is, and it's the only one in double figures. You just kind of tip your hat and go, "Dang, that guy played good that week." But if it's a shootout at fifteen under, that's when it's going to bother me. And it's going to bother me because I think this course is is a really, I think it's a good one. It's so much different than what you see at say Oakmont or some of those northeastern courses where it's, you know, giant rough and pitching out i mean it, it, what i think we haven't seen yet because of the softness of the conditions mm-hmm. we haven't yeah. seen when the guys take the risk out of the rough and really get penalized for hitting it over a green mm-hmm. or something yeah yesterday it was like yeah they just like flying it on the green and stopping well i wrote this down and i failed to mention it and i well i did kind of mention it. i think it will balance out the you know what i mean i don't think we'll see scores like we saw yesterday through the entire tournament i think it will balance out and, and, and shake out just fine well and you know in the same group as ricky fowler you had justin rose who's a former champion jason day is a pga champion those guys shot 76 and 73 you know yeah. so there, there there's variance there you know nobody nobody fired in the 80s which is probably a bad sign for the u.s open toughness of a golf course somebody should shoot 80 79 was the of course it's par 70 so that means you got to shoot 10 over but that's probably not a good sign if nobody you know one of these amateurs or somebody's just nervous is all get out doesn't fire 80 at least that's probably not a great sign either for how tough it's playing how tough it's not playing i guess uh but it is the one thing about it is you cannot criticize la country club for the leaderboard it's given us so far and you kind of feel like that's only going to get better you know, if you if if Paul Barjon and Andrew Putnam and Alejandro Del Rey drop down, that means Tony Finau or Max Homa or Phil or Cam's Rom Hovland come up. He's right there. I mean, one under, but I he's going to play. I mean, he, I I think he'll make the cut and yeah, cut plus one right now. Who knows, right? It's just crazy. Who knows? I mean, there's other guys in that realm right there. John Rahm included, that 
who knows? They could have a good day today. They could have a Ricky-like day today. That'd be Heck, crazy. Just shoot but, two or three under. If you're Phil Mickelson, you shoot two or three under. You end up at four. You're in position. You're in a you, good spot. Yeah. We're in a real good Another spot. Another one of those names, right? Mm-hmm. We want we want them there. I do. All right, so is Brooks your guy? Say even par or lower? Who can get who can get themselves back in this tournament? Yeah, yeah, I think Kupka, absolutely. Yeah, that's who I'd I would say. And Rom. I mentioned Rom. Yeah, but you got even par or lower. Oh, even par or lower. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't have Rom. Um yeah, yeah. Victor. Yeah, Kupka. Sure. How about you? Probably. Speeth two over. That's disappointing for me. I yeah, thought he was going to play really well. A little bit much for me. Cam Young, two over. JT, three over. Fleetwood, three over. Those guys just didn't have it, man. They played together, and it just didn't ever create any kind of momentum, positive things going, which can be good or bad when you have those groups, man. You You, you know. The one guy that I loved, and then I saw him obviously withdraw from Memorial, then watching him tee up his ball yesterday, he wasn't even doing it normal, was Morikawa at one over. I think th- this is – he says he's fine with the back or whatever. I think this is one that he's going to look back on later on in, in his career and really kind of be bummed out hmm. that he wasn't healthy because I think this is a place that suits him fantastic. And I just don't think he feels well enough to get it done, yeah. to get himself back up there. And and that, I think that's just one of those tough breaks that happen in, in golf or in life or whatever. But I do think that's one of those he's just going to go, dang, if I'd have been ready. I, I was playing well in contention at Memorial, hitting balls, my back spasm, and it screwed me for the U.S. Open at, at L.A. Country Club. What about Sam Bennett? You know who Sam Bennett is? He's the amateur from A&M that played yeah, so yeah, good yeah, in the yeah. Masters. Yeah, yeah. And now here he is again, three under, tied for seventh. Maybe the maybe Sam Bennett's a guy that people are going to have to watch for here coming out early on. You know, the, this guy looks like he has tons of game. Yeah. As the USAM champ and now, you know, making his way out onto the tour. And dang, that's that's a pretty pretty incredible story when you think about Sam Bennett on one hand and – Phil Mickelson on the other, both kind of in contention at uh, the twilight and the and the beginning of their careers, yeah. and also another guy, uh, Ryu uh, Ryo Ishikawa. He turned pro over in Japan at a young age, what fourteen or sixteen or something like that. Had some injuries. He shot one under, so that's cool. And then we're always always on uh, amateur watch to make cuts in majors. Uh, South African guy named Aldrich. Potgeeter, is that we're going to go with? Aldrich Potgeeter. He's one under Gordon. Sounds good to me. Gordon Sargent. Uh, That's a name people know from college golf here. He hits it miles. He shot one under yesterday. Maxwell Moldovan. Is there a more private country club first name than Maxwell? (laughs) And then Omar Morales. Maybe Maximus or something. Omar Morales plays at UCLA, so you know he's got some experience oh, on this yeah. course. He yeah. shot one over. Barkley Brown from England shot one over. So it looks like there's a pretty good chance that we have at least one amateur make the cut, if not a couple. Uh, but it, it's set up. Yeah, oh, and here, up. oh, here's Ben Carr. I skipped him. He shot even par. I don't know who that is, but he's an amateur. Good stuff. 
Uh, the leaderboard's good. Scores are low. We'll see what today looks like. I'm not. What do you think? Sure what do you think what, the lead will be after today? The, will it will it be in double digits? Yeah, but I think we'll be right at ten, and I think it'll be Xander. I think he gets a go, a couple gets him back. I think he, yeah, I think like he'll get two hundred or three hundred. Yeah, something like that. Any idea? Any opinion? Let me think about it. I'll answer when I come back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific state's reference. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's the Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. We got a uh, Fowler minus 12 vote on the text line for the lead after today. I think I'm going to go under and I think it's going to be a tie. I think it's going to be a tie between Xander Shoffley and Dustin Johnson. Very good. DJ made nothing and shot six under yesterday. Yeah. He hit it so Nobody's good. really talking about him either, and he's right there. Man, he hit it good. And then, man, I hope it's not, though. I hope it's like eight. Like a good round today is even par for those guys. A couple under is a great round, and then we start kind of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm a little leery after the first round uh, that the teeth in this golf course can be found. I know this is an easy pick, but uh, I put down if I gave you a mulligan, who would you take out and who would you put in? Um, it's probably not as easy for me as it is for you. I wrote this down. I just closed my notes. And I know I mentioned Kupka earlier, mm-hmm. but – this computer is horrible. Did I say uh, if I were to make a switch, it would probably be, I mean, Cupka for Shoffley or Yeah, I would definitely so, take. I mean, just, right. I mean, that's kind of an obvious answer, but I had Cupka as my number two pick. If you're giving me an option to make a mulligan here, take a mulligan here. That'd probably be it. How about you? Yeah, I would. I, would, I think him too. I'd take out Spieth and put in uh, Xander. Although DJ, the way he played. Breaking news. What is it? Let me get it up here. NBA has suspended Grizzlies star Ja Morant for 25 games. I just saw it pop up, too. To start the 2023-24 season. Too much? Too little? Just right? I knew it wasn't going to be the whole year. So, 
Yeah, 25 games. What is that? A little more or less. Third of the season. Yeah. Even more than that, really, about 40% of the season. That's fine. Uh, here, But, okay, so what happens next if he does something stupid again? I don't know, man. I it. You want to kind of call. You want to kind of start at the source, and you want to kind of like, all right, Memphis Grizzlies, you do something. But they're not because if they're, oh yeah, we'll cut them. Well, that means someone else will pick them up, and they don't want to do that. You can find them all day. At money's on an option. I don't know. It it has to start at the top, front office. I think I'm honestly, if it happens again, you gotta you gotta suspend him for a full season. I mean, nothing's getting through to this guy at that point. If he, if he does it again, I mean, you can only punish somebody so much. For he's like, man, he's just not getting it. Yeah, well, I think it, we're already we're pretty we, well we, to he that knows point. That yeah, where it doesn't feel like he gets it. Wonder what the reasons are, but. T sheet here. This is the, or the pin sheet. I'm looking at. Oh, the placement. Yeah, I just don't. I didn't watch a ton of it yesterday either because of the the weather and moving stuff, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to tell. It's hard for me to tell what this means. Like if this was Augusta, everybody knows Augusta. You'd know. Oh, look at that pin. Oh, look at that. The one. The one I do look at is 15. Is the short par three, which yesterday yielded what two aces. It was right behind a big knob. It looks like it's on the uh, before that knob this time, but it's not clear down there on the front where Ricky was talking about laying up from 80 yards. So it's not quite in that area yet. I think the sixth hole was supposed to be more fun, but with the soft greens, the layup shot, everybody that chose to lay up had a pretty good chance to get it close instead of it bouncing over the green from like 50 yards, you know, yeah. not being able to put any spin on it. And yesterday, the guys that actually tried to drive the green were idiots because there was no sense in taking on that risk. Maybe that changes as we move along and it would be a better idea to try to knock it up there uh, into that bunker or it, with the pin where it was yesterday, right of that green was no good, which is kind of the bailout. That's, that's a hole that's still going to be interesting to watch as we move along. That pin is on the very front of front kind of middle of that green today. I don't know. What are you? What are your? Uh, got any cool plans for Father's Day? Nah, not really. That's probably the plan, just to relax. I that's what I really want. And but my wife wants to. Um, she said have a pool day over at my mother in law's and grill some food and just hang out at the pool and watch the open. No weather permitting. How about you? Moving. <laughs> I think I knew that answer. Moving. We got a bunch of we got all the <clears throat> all the kind of the boxes out of storage. Yeah. So that's good. So what's the process? You just take the boxes, put it in the room it's supposed to be in. It's kind of what we and, did. And just go. And then you unpack. A lot of the, it has been unpacked, which. I don't know. Maybe you pay more, or at least I did. I paid more attention. For one, putting it where it needed to go, kind of. But man, I don't remember that many boxes having kitchen when we loaded this stuff out of the old house. But I don't know how our loads in Kara's 
car or SUV to get it back to the new house. And if percent of the boxes are, are kitchen. So that's, uh, that's been, there's been some painting going on. Yeah. There's some putting stuff in the cabinets going on. I think I've asked you this before, but are you getting, when you, when you packed and are, are you doing it at the same time when you're unpacking, I guess, or moving boxes going, you know what? We don't need this anymore. I wish we would have done a lot. So set that aside. We'll just go donate it. I wish we would have done that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things that maybe you conveniently lose that we're something. not going to not going <laughs> to take out of storage, try to move on to a new home. Right. For sure. Yeah, that was my question today cuz we're going to kind of start moving the big stuff, trailer or whatever. And so, okay, what what needs to come and what doesn't need yeah. to come? Well, outside of moving, are you going to cook anything? You be able to well, going to be able to do anything on on the, your day? On the Sunday? yoder is the yoder is not here. Yeah, that's right. The yoder is in storage out at Kara's dad's. Well, mate. Okay. Well, hey, come on over to Canoe. We'll cook you so something. I don't know. You can hang out by the pool with us. Mom's, you know, just right down the street. She's got a grill. So if we really wanted to do something, we could. But yeah. I got to go get that thing. It is. I, I. I don't know how dudes function without grills. I'm telling you, it's always on my mind, especially when the weather's been as nice as it's been. Is it one of the? It's like, what can I that. cook on the grill tonight? I know. What can I make up tonight? I was thinking to myself, should I lay out a brisket? Hmm. And then once we get get it get that thing good and thawed, get it seasoned up. And then, you know, sometime on Sunday morning, fire that on there and cook it low and slow and have it ready for the, you know, the last nine holes on Sunday night. Anyway. Yeah. Not going to happen unless we go get that thing. Now that's, that's all I've got planned. Is ho- and hopefully that gets over sooner rather than later. And then, yeah. Lay, but kick back, relax, and enjoy the weekend and enjoy the golf. Well, good. That's what I'd I'd really kind of hope if if you said what would be your perfect weekend, get all this stuff done by about three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and then when that when the, when the golf tournament gets over at Elk or, or maybe I don't know. By that time, I may not want to go play golf. I may want to just watch golf. Yeah. Maybe a couple cold poppers while you're watching golf. Sure. Yeah, we got nothing going on. I mean, no softball, nothing. We might practice Sunday. We might get in the barn or something. We need to stay sharp. But really nothing for the first weekend in quite some time. And I need to finish mowing. <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity because of uh, plans every night right? and weather. But uh, I might wake up Saturday and get that done. And um, just relax the rest of the weekend. Absolutely. Happy Father's Day to all yes. the fathers out there listening. If you have a good weekend, we'll be back on Monday. Discuss the U.S. Open. College baseball. World Series starts today. Yeah, I'm kind of really interested in ORU and TCU. I saw the uh, early standings in the Jello Shot Contest. ORU's second place, only behind LSU. (laughs) Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell. 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.